Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for the Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. Our discussion for this podcast series focuses on leadership topics within pharmacy practice, including the business of pharmacy, development of leadership skills, career transitions, and more. My name is Josh I. Lennon, and I am a Pharmacy Operations Manager at Ohio Health Riverside Methodist Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. I will be your host for the Pharmacy Leadership Podcast. With me today are two pharmacy technicians who work in advanced roles within their respective health systems. First, we have Rebecca Stottlemyer, who currently serves as the Medication Sourcing Administrator at Ohio Health Riverside Methodist Hospital. She has practice interests that include medication procurement, drug shortage management, and perioperative pharmacy. Also with us is Carly Frank, who currently serves as the Pharmacy Operations Manager at Fairview Southdale Hospital in Edina, Minnesota. Carly's practice interest includes sterile compounding, controlled substance auditing, and compliance and technician development. Thanks for joining us today, Rebecca and Carly. Let's get started talking about today's topic, pharmacy technician retention and recognition strategies. Our first question will focus on developing relationships as a pharmacy technician retention strategy. What are some effective ways to build relationships with a technician on a personal and professional level? And how have you incorporated this into your various technician roles? Well, I'm a firm believer in frequent and informal check-ins. And I office right across the hall from Maine Pharmacy, which is a very busy area. And I probably pop out there 10 times a day just to check in and see how the day is going. But I also think it's important to not just talk about work all the time, but to really make a connection and talk about their family, ask about their hobbies, ask what they did the previous weekend. All of that will help them build a stronger relationship within the team and with myself. I also try to be to have an open door policy and be available for one-on-ones whenever they need one. It's gotten a little bit more tricky in this in virtual environment that we have these days, but I think it's really important to be available, especially if they have something important that they need to talk to you about. The other thing that I really try to do and I focused on more in the past couple of years is recognizing technicians' strengths and their different contributions and really what they're interested in. Because, you know, there are constant projects coming up in a big health system like ours. And I think it's important to get them involved if they want to be involved. Um, That'll help keep them motivated. It'll help keeping them asking for more and wanting to kind of advance through their career path. I also think it's important to set goals. Um, So more on the formal side is goal planning and goal setting um, and just supporting them through that entire process. Do either of you have a specific example of a successful onboarding experience that helped to contribute to an associate's retention within your organization? I can think of one technician that I recently hired who was very motivated from the start. She came from a retail pharmacy background, and this was her first hospital experience, but she was always asking, what more can I do? What more can I learn? Where else can I be trained? So it was really motivating for me to help her with her goals in that way. And she was looking for more things to help our greater team as well. So she contributed to reformatting all of our training checklists so that they worked better for the frontline users, especially those that were brand new to the organization. So she really escalated through that training process based off of her own successes. Carly, those are some great examples of building a relationship with pharmacy technicians. I know it can take a lot of time and effort, but 
tailoring the approach to the individual, I think really can help uh, with promoting retention. So those are uh, some great points you touched on. Let's dig into some more retention strategies with our next question. Uh, so some effective strategies for pharmacy technician retention include creating specialized technician roles. You've both served in advanced and specialized roles for pharmacy technicians. So what is your experience with these at your institutions? Yes, so we have several management career paths for pharmacy technicians to move up at Ohio Health. When you start out, you are an entry-level pharmacy technician. You spend a lot of your time learning the various roles throughout the hospital. One direction that could be followed is what we call an area specialist pharmacy technician. They take ownership of a particular area for additional oversight, process development, projects within that area, and just making sure that day-to-day -day tasks are being completed. These areas of oversight could be IV compounding, surgery, narcotics, satellites, automation, etc. And these specific areas are not set in stone. They can be tweaked to fit the individual's interests. The next kind of advancement path that could be taken is a lead pharmacy technician role. Uh, the lead technician is considered to be the firefighter over all the roles. They put out the little fires that arise every day due to shortages, call-offs, process changes. Their day-to-day -day tasks could also include staffing, um, being available to field questions that arise, and to work on daily, weekly, and monthly schedule changes, and to also create the next large block of scheduling done to go out to the staff. Um, currently within an individual hospital, the lead technician is about as high as one can go, but within our company, there's also corporate level opportunities such as um, compliance, medication sourcing administrators, and also revenue integrity. I myself am a product of this advancement opportunities. I started at Ohio Health around seven years ago, moving from retail to the hospital setting. The hospital pharmacy world was quite a change of pace and learning almost all the different roles at the hospital gave me a chance to focus in on the areas I was passionate about, the surgery area. When the opportunity opened up to apply for the area special position, specifically the surgery area special position, I had the honor to move into that role. I created process changes, developed and implemented a stock rotation process that helped to move expiring drugs to areas that would use them, which ended up saving us about $200,000 the first year. And because of this opportunity, I also was able to present my stock rotation strategy and process to ASHP mid-year 2019 as a case study. Then in the beginning of 2020, I was able to move into the role of the lead pharmacy technician at Riverside. And I no more started that role than COVID hit a few months later. Then a year later, the role of medication sourcing administrator opened, and I moved right into applying for that. I really enjoy managing medications and helping to work through the processes of shortages. So this was a wonderful opportunity to build on as a pharmacy technician. Yeah, and I would just say that our career ladder is very similar to what Becca just described. We have four tiers in our career ladder and then specialized roles outside of that. So beyond the tech four, which is the highest tier, we have opportunities in compliance, regulatory, and then operations managers um, throughout our entire health system. 
those are both some great examples of advancement for pharmacy technicians at your respective institutions and really shows that the opportunities for growth can be endless for pharmacy technicians. Next, I wanna talk a little bit about professional development as a retention strategy. In pharmacy leadership, I know we often talk about creating a succession plan to ensure that the next generation of leaders is ready to step into a role when that opportunity presents itself. So what are some ways for pharmacy technicians to maybe prepare for the next role that they might aspire to be in? I know there are quite a few different avenues that technicians can pursue. There are ASHP certificate courses. There are specialized PTCB certifications. I know of several technicians here that have pursued and earned the Certified Compounded Sterile Preparation Technician, the CSPT. Our organization also helps to provide financial opportunities for associates to pursue higher education, such as a bachelor's or a master's degrees. And there also are countless opportunities for individuals to take on ownership of projects, showcasing their leadership skills helping to identify specific areas that individuals are passionate about. I feel like this helps to move individuals towards working on projects in those areas. For myself, my time in surgery and the opportunities to work on medication management and shortage management really helped me to grow and develop the skills that I utilize in my current role. So Carly, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the opportunities uh, that you've experienced at, at your institution? I can think of one technician as an example who really escalated through our career path. And a lot of it came from recognition just of her own strengths and then also from her team. She had a background in retail pharmacy, but she was also a real estate agent. And with that comes interpersonal people management skills. And you can't be taught that in a classroom. So I think she brought some different skills to our team. And just the fact that she was so motivated to advance through our tiers, um, she trained in several different areas very quickly and got positive feedback from her team members. Um, and she was also um, talking quite often about what else is there out in the system that I can be learning. So currently she's learning more about inventory management so she can eventually be a successor in that area as our other inventory managers have been with the system for quite a few years and might be able to have some different opportunities themselves. I think you guys highlighted both the, the formal and informal opportunities that exist for growth and development for technicians to help prepare them for the next uh, opportunities. So I think that those are both some great examples that you both provided. So another key strategy to enhance pharmacy technician retention is through effective recognition of a job well done. How do you or your organizations encourage acknowledgement for technicians from pharmacists, managers, nurses, or other healthcare professionals? And what forms of recognition have you found to be the most effective? I feel like in-person recognition has been the most successful in my experience. It can be simple. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be a big celebration. Sometimes it does call for that, but other times it can be simple and just in-time recognition of whatever they have contributed to with patient care or directly with the team. Um, we do have daily huddles, both within our direct team in the pharmacy, but also 
in the hospital every day. So when we have great safety stories that we want to include everyone on, we escalate those so that we can really celebrate the accomplishments of this person and of the pharmacy team in general. There's also another way that employees can recognize each other, which we call heartbeats. It's kind of like an electronic card or a virtual card that they can send to each other at any time. Um, And their managers and directors are copied on those cards so that they can understand what that person is contributing and how they help their peers. Now, COVID and the pandemic has changed our recognition just a little bit because we used to do quite a few things like potlucks maybe get together for a wedding or a baby shower. Um, And we don't really do that a whole lot these days. So we've had to get creative. And one of those things that I think of is pharmacy week. We always celebrate pharmacy week in October. And we used to do a lot of group activities, but that has changed over the past couple of years. And like I said, we've had to get creative and focus on how do we recognize everyone on our team without having the people gather like we used to. We also have found that while individuals don't ask for it, everyone enjoys being thanked for their efforts. When I first started here at Riverside, I was told weekly how well I was doing. It was almost a shock in a nice way, and that's something I was used to. We have several different ways of thanking individuals. One way is a system level, and it's a point system where individuals recognize their coworkers' efforts and they can collect and spend the points to redeem gift cards or gifts. The emails are sent out to that individual that is being thanked, and then also others in the organization receive it as well. And while this program is nice and everyone enjoys having their efforts recognized in this way, there is something that to be said about just a thank you to the individual to recognize that they are working hard and a call out and a huddle or a quick thank you for management shows they recognize their efforts. And I feel this that this really helps to boost morale and leads to more long-term retention within the staff. It really is important for leaders to understand and adapt their recognition to the individual to make it the most impactful. And I think you both highlighted that very well. And sometimes it is the simplest form of a thank you or recognition that has the biggest impact. Carly, you brought up a great point about the COVID-19 pandemic and how it has made some of our more uh, traditional or conventional recognition strategies more difficult. How do you feel the pandemic and the shifting job market has otherwise changed our approach or your organization's approach to retention and recognition for pharmacy technicians? So my organization has implemented a few changes over the past year or so. Some of those include bonuses. Um, So we do have hiring and retention bonuses now. We also have recruitment bonuses to recognize those employees who bring in those qualified candidates. We've also done a market analysis to see where our pay ranges are and if they're similar to other organizations, and we've made adjustments based off that information. But then we've had to think about other incentives, like working from home, for example. It's really hard to do that with frontline technicians because they are the face of the pharmacy when it comes to delivering the medications and making sure that they're to the patient when they need to be. So... For those roles like narcotic auditing, compliance, regulatory, maybe even some specialized inventory management positions, we've tried to move them towards working from home because we do know that that brings a level of satisfaction as well. 
You bring up a lot of great points. I know that uh, the, the job market has been a challenge uh, pretty much across the nation. And so everyone is having to think creatively and outside of the box uh, beyond some of the traditional financial incentives to think of ways that uh, we can keep people uh, retained and, and recognized for a job well done. So those are some great examples. Uh, it's also important to understand and avoid some potential dissatisfiers for pharmacy technicians as it relates to retention and recognition strategies that organizations might be trying. Uh, do either of you have an example uh, to share of something that maybe hasn't been as successful or well-received in response to some of the job market uh, challenges that we face? Yeah, I can think of a couple things. Starting from our initial onboarding, it's more of a virtual experience now. And what I found is that doesn't work very well with frontline technicians. It's a very busy, active role. And even though they might be working on the phone or the computer every day throughout the day, they're not used to pausing and logging in for meetings or virtual huddles because it competes with patient care needs. So I've really tried hard to continue with small in-person meetings when we're able to. Sometimes I've had to get approval from administration to do so, and of course, follow those strict cleaning guidelines. Um, but I think it's important to do so when you're able to. Um, I've also incorporated more surveys so that the greater team can share their opinion on any changes that we might be talking about. And speaking of that, Staffing changes are a big deal, and they've really changed how we provide care at our organization since the beginning of the pandemic. We've really had to have intentional planning and provide a lot of support when it's needed for these things. So an example I can think of is our night shift staffing, which is normally a skeleton crew, but with lots of COVID patients coming in, we've had to provide more support to that team. And it's affected our evening shift staffing, which has not always been the popular vote. So we've really tried to make it more of a discussion and make it a collaborative decision whenever we're able to. Yes, and kind of piggybacking off of that, I know in light of our persistent staffing challenges, our institution recently explored changes to our staffing model, including alternate shift links and staffing rotations. The leadership team engaged the staff in discussion on how this would positive and negatively impact existing pharmacy technician roles in our department. After these conversations, leadership found that it would be very challenging for many existing staff members to accommodate this type of schedule changes, but they did end up finding success in offering these roles um, with the shared responsibilities and alternative schedules to external candidates who found those options to be very appealing. In the end, it's important to remember that a one-size-fits-all approach to retention and recognition are not likely to be successful. It's important to be flexible and to respond to the unique and changing needs of the pharmacy technicians in order to ensure long-term re retention. Yeah, Becca, you definitely uh, hit the nail on the head there at the end, uh, just thinking about, um, you know, a one-size-fits-all approach not being the right way to go about things and uh, keeping open lines of communication with staff to make sure that plan changes and things that uh, we might try to increase our competitiveness in the job market are also in alignment with retaining and recognizing the work of our existing staff. So that's a, a continual challenge that I know a lot of pharmacy leaders are, are grappling with all across the country. 
So that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank Becca and Carly for joining us to discuss pharmacy technician recognition and retention strategies and for sharing their experience in some advanced pharmacy technician roles. It's such a timely and important topic for pharmacy leaders, and you both brought up some great points for uh, us to consider. You can find more member-exclusive content, including resources for self-development, leading pharmacy enterprises and teams, and practice management on the ASHP website. Thank you for joining us and be sure to subscribe to the ASHP official podcast for more great content. Thank you for listening to ASHP official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.